Hello there. Nice to have you join me again for the Psychology Report. You know, today I'd like to focus on a part of life that we all will experience. Some of us look forward to it. Some of us dread it. And um, that's aging. Aging, there's a long pathway to aging. It doesn't just come. But it's a developmental process that takes place over a lengthy period of time. But you know, it's real. It's real for all of us. And it's a long and arduous journey. There's many potholes along the way. Many positive experiences, but also many times of loneliness, depression, anxiety. There's times of uh, just feeling like no one knows or no one cares. At the same time, there's times of great interest and stimulation and encouragement and support from the people in your life. So aging is a critical time for all of us. But we who are associated with people who are aged need some guidelines, need some help in terms of how to connect, how to be part of the life of an elderly person, whether it's your grandparent or your parents, or a neighbor, or somebody in church that's important to you, somebody in your past that's important to you, whoever it is, whoever the aged person is in your life, there are some ways that you can connect. There are some ways that you can be part of that person's life and make that person's life a positive journey, even though it's in the later years of their life. Let's take a look at some of these ways that you can be part of the life of an aged person, an elderly person. You know, there are some elderly who are into dementia. So they have less ability to follow thoughts and ideas and conversation. There are some that are in Alzheimer's who really cannot make anything reasonable and understand and be part of the life of a group or another person. And there are others uh, just in the early stages of dementia in, in what we call the mild cognitive impairment where there are just some mild little slips of memory. They're all different. But, you know, we need to learn how to connect. We need to learn to be part of the life of an elderly person. Okay, number one, focus your efforts on connection. That is, be part of that person's life. Bring things from that person's past and bring it to the conversation and show and discuss those things that are part of the past so that there's a resurgence or there's a memory triggered from past experiences. Talk about people from the past, places from the past, memories of the past, places you've gone, places that you visited you know, in the past. Maybe you were with that person. Maybe that person did it on their own. But connect the person with their past life because old memories are still retained. It's the new memories that don't make it in the person's memory bank. But it's the old memories, stuff that goes back for years and years and years, are still fresh and still vital and still part of the person's memory system. So they can talk about those things, recall those things, remember those things, interact about those things and enjoy conversations about past events and past people and past places. So in other words, 
Focus your efforts on getting connected to this person and connect with an elderly person through past experiences of the past. Not recent past, but long-term past. Okay, now number two. Listen to their story or their stories of loss and grief. Every elderly person has lost people in their life. Spouses and children sometimes and friends and cousins and extended family members and uh, sisters and brothers and neighbors and church friends and club friends and whatever it might be. You know, they too have lost people who are important to them. So listen to their stories about the people from their past that were important to them that are now gone. They've died and they're gone from the person's life. Ask questions and bring about some of the memories of people from their past. Listen and be supportive. You know, listen with compassion. Listen with some empathy. Because people in their past are important to them. As an example, I have lost about 25 friends in my life that have died or that have departed from the immediate area where I live. And basically, we've lost the connections and the friendships. But you know, I still remember them. Still like to talk about them. Still like to recall them. And I would like to see them again. So, keep, it, keep alive the stories of individuals in the life of the person that you care about that's elderly. Okay, now, number three. Know that there's an open door for asking questions. You know, older people like to have questions asked of them so they can answer. They can talk. They can discuss. So feel free to ask questions. Feel free to inquire. Feel free to just explore uh, situations and relationships and times in their life and people in their life. People love to talk. Give them opportunity to talk. You listen. You be the good listener. Keep eye contact. Nod and smile and ask for more clarification and add, ask for more information. Whatever it is, Open the door for more questions and ask questions and open the door for that kind of discussion. Elderly people love to talk and they want you to ask the questions to help them focus on what to talk about. Okay, number four, let me ask another question. It is acceptable to ask about the spouse or the children, the family members and the friends of the elderly person that you're speaking about. Sometimes the spouse is deceased, the children are deceased, family members are deceased, friends are deceased. It's okay to ask about people in their past that have now died but were part of their life for many, many years. Ask about the losses. Ask about how they feel about having that person gone from their life and they're no longer able to have that conversation, no longer to have those interactions. No longer can they play canasta together, or, you know, whatever the game might be, bridge and so on. Those activities are probably gone. But you can ask. You can talk about people who are deceased. People love to talk about that. They love to remember uh, times and events and, and tell you about it. So don't be afraid. And then invite the elderly person that you're talking to, you care about, to engage in an activity with you. Go out for tea. Go out for coffee. Go out for a light lunch. Go shopping. Take them to the grocery store. Take them to the drugstore. 
just do some things together that there is opportunity to just do an activity go to a movie together you know maybe just do a little walk around the block uh, you know whatever it might be find an activity that you can do with a person who is aged and do it they will love doing a little activity that's a way of connecting the way of being part of your life and you being part of their life and it decreases their loneliness it eliminates their loneliness for that period of time when you're part of their life by doing an activity together so engage in an activity with them find something they like to do they like to play bridge then play a little bridge they like to play some other game play that other little game if you don't know very much about it or don't like it but at least do it for a period of time and then accept where they are at this point in time in their life you know they don't like where they are either but you don't may you may not like it either but just accept the fact that somebody's elderly there are maybe themselves are about ready to die and uh, they're full of pain they're full of hurt they're full of trauma they're full of bad experiences you know and just accept them from where they are life is what it has been but be part of their life let them talk about their events and their situations and the people in their life but just believe in them and just accept them and just show interest and show favor show respect they'll feel important and they'll see you as an important person in their life and then number seven let them know you have been thinking about them you know that's not very helpful say oh I've been thinking about you no tell them what it is that you've been thinking about tell them what memory you are recalling and been thinking about tell them what it was when you did something and now you're recalling it and you've been thinking about that it's important to tell them you're thinking about them but it's more important to let them know specifically what it is that you're thinking about and that you're recalling that you're remembering because so bringing their past together into in some very specifics they love to hear that they love to know that you're thinking about them but more important they love to recall what it is that you're thinking about that you're recalling you're remembering about your association with them in the past and then lastly do something special together you know run an errand for them you know take them with you go for a little car ride if they're the kind of people who love to ride out in the country or ride up in the mountains or ride over towards the lake or the ocean plan an activity that will include that take them with you go and just enjoy the day or enjoy a couple hours together but do something special something out of the ordinary something that is different from their usual experience in the home or the nursing home where they live they, an activity is a great thing especially when they do it with you and they do it for a short period of time where their attention span is able to handle it and their strength is able to handle it so it doesn't have to be a big activity doesn't have to be an expensive one sometimes something very small and simple can mean a lot to an individual so do something special you know with them and for them and just try to make an hour or two as enjoyable as possible okay so that's been the psychology report today as we talk about the elderly the aging person in your life and that you can stay connected with that person you can be a meaningful person in the life of that individual still and just go ahead and enjoy an elderly person you'll learn you'll learn stories you'll learn things 
that you never knew before. They'll teach you. They'll have the joy of being your teacher. And you can have the joy of being a learner as you learn something about life and how they've been. Okay? So there you are. I'd like to draw your attention to the United Pompeii Foundation. The United Pompeii, P-O-M-P-E, Foundation is in Fresno, California. Look it up on the website, United Pompeii Foundation. Send them some bucks. This is a foundation that is committed to help the families and those involved in the Pompeii disease, which is a disease that does not translate sugar properly into the body to build muscle. So there is a weakness of the muscles of the lung and other places of the body so that they become very weak. Many don't live very long. And um, treatment is expensive. Sometimes families have to travel quite a distance for treatment. The Pompeii Foundation provides funds for families to help defray the cost so that their child who has the Pompeii disease can get treatment, can get some kind of help. So it's a great uh, organization. It's a terrible disease. It's a disastrous disease, early death disease. So if you got some bucks that you'd like to just get the joy of giving to some organization that could make good use of it and make the life of somebody else better, give it to the United Pompeii Foundation, Fresno, California. Look it up on the website. Pompeii, P-O-M-P-E. United Pompeii Foundation. So there you are. Nice to have you with me, and uh, thanks for joining me tonight. And um, talk to you again tomorrow. Yeah. Bye for now.